us up, wake up right there by Rage Against the Machine, right? I mean, yeah. that's, that song's I fire. That, song. that doesn't fire you up, uh, what does? How you doing, man? We got our boy Chris Franchina up in here, the broker Chris Franchina. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Hello, everyone. Good. I'm fired up. Well, what's up, everybody? This is your boy, Sina Azari, CEO Accredited from the All Mindset Studio, bringing to you another fire guest from the RE space, lining this man up, local to Orange County, uh, been in the real estate business for about four plus years. We're going to dig deeper, uncover his entrepreneurial spirit background, how he got engaged. What's up to Mr. Nick Aarons, man? How you been, Nick? I've been great. Fantastic. Super happy to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, man. Absolutely. absolutely. Thanks, thanks for making the commute down here. I know you're a busy guy. If you're not out there doing some RE, you're probably a uh, Shredding the gnar. <laughs> Shredding the gnar. <laughs> Getting slaughtered out there in the yeah, surf, you, you, you know? You like, high, you like I threw that out there, huh? You like I threw that out the there. Times right now. Oh, Bro, yeah. you can't be in SoCal without knowing what's up with shredding the gnar. That's like actually my favorite. That's like one of my favorite slogans as a non-surfer. I'll get that as a sticker right here. I don't, I, I don't know I'll why. get a sticker made for you, Cena. You know, for those of you guys that are here, it, I got these guys laughing when I say it, so I feel like uh, I'm not pronouncing it right, but dude, that... <laughs> No, it came supernatural. It came off supernatural. It's, it's fire, dude. Shredding, let's shred the gnar, bro. Just as a quick disclaimer for everybody out there, surfers don't use the term shred the gnar. You know, but, uh, <laughs> but it's awesome and it's amazing anyways. Yeah, I like it, bro. So so thanks for cleaning that up, Nick. Um, so how's, how's things going for you, man? Bring us up to speed. What's going on in Nick's world? Things are great in my world. Um, I was at a bunch of conference calls all, all the way up here, putting out some fires as I normally am with uh, all my transactions, trying to service my clients as best I possibly can. I like that. You know, be before we, I guess, dig deeper into what it is that you do and how you do it so well, share with our listeners where they can find you out there on uh, your social media outlets. So all you got to do is go to Instagram. Go to the search bar and type in Nick Aarons. You'll see me there. Nick A-H. I'm the first guy that pops up right there. Follow wow. me. I'll follow oh, you wow. back. Okay. Hopefully. That's all right. Hopefully. Right there. Nick Aarons. <laughs> So he says, follow me, I'll follow you back. That means his followers to following count should be pretty equivalent. We'll see how that's working following, for the band. Following. Uh oh. Uh oh. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't have thrown that out there. <laughs> that's cool, man. Well, this guy's, this guy's a really good guy. How long have you been in the real estate business for? Been in the real estate business for four years. Four coming years. Up on, coming up on five, pretty soon here. Coming up on five years, man. So how's the, what's the turn for your five year anniversary looking like? What are, what are your plans for the next five years versus the first? Next five years, I am building a team, building a team, building my business, taking over South Orange County real estate. Wow, man. I That's like what I'm that. doing. I like that. So you scouting out some people already that you have in mind to add to the uh, Nick Aaron's team? You know, I've got one person particularly in mind right now, and I'm always searching for talent. If it's out there, I want them. That's cool. I want them in that, I want them in that group. I'm, I want to get them up and going and bring them under my wing. Cool, man. So I want to know how long you've been in the, I guess, social media business, we could say. Um, I know you have a pretty decent following on social media. A lot of people are like, how long does it take to get thousands of followers on Instagram? That's where you're very heavy on Instagram. How long have you been doing Instagram, like heavy, for business? For business, for about three years. The first, first year, I didn't really know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. But just as anybody else out there will tell you, go to Google. Ask as many people as you can what helped them grow their business. And I took all those tools, all those tips, tried every single thing I possibly could, found what worked for me, cut mm -hmm. the rest out, and kept working hard on it. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So how would you say, is it easy to just kind of stay being yourself? 
in the beginning I honestly I was I wasn't myself and I think that really held back my growth in the social media world the more I am myself the more I feel like I'm actually connecting with people it's social mm -hmm. media it's it's built into the name right there the more we connect with other people the more social we are the more genuine we are I think the stronger connections we can establish and the quicker we'll actually build our social media following yeah man you're in the entertainment business exactly yeah. uh, Nick you went to USC for college you know you grew up in SoCal went to USC for college after college actually what, what did you study in college I went into college and I graduated with an American Studies degree and you come out of school and then you know what what I guess jobs or employment options are there for someone with an American Studies degree what do you end up doing with that uh, with that particular degree, I think it might be able to get you a job as a librarian. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, that's cool. You know, I all worked right. at the library. To all the all those that worked in the library, mm -hmm. I worked in the uh, section they called Page. Uh -huh. A lot of people don't know what that means. Uh, I don't know if you do, but I didn't prior to working no, in there. Man. Chris, did Any, you know what that was? I don't, anyone who knows me knows I'm far from library. Hey, man, you, hey, you're not alone. But you know, I I guess sorting those books um, back in the day before it was all digital. You used to literally go to drawers and pull out small index cards and go find where your book's located. Yep. Okay. Yep. And those numbers correlating in a specific order were, refer were, were referred to as paging, I guess, or, or, or paging the books, right, Nick? I, I'm, I, I'm getting a nod I from think, Nick. I think so. American and I, Studies. I think graduate. it was actually called the Dewey Decimal System, if I'm not Dewey mistaken. Dewey Decimal yeah. System, taking us really back. Taking man. us way back. All right, well, do we now, it's, now it's all about the Google.com. So. Hey, I, I like that. So, so we, got, we got a man, educated uh, Trojan, by the way. Uh, so I'm assuming that you have a lot of uh, Bruin haters out there, right? They're definitely out there. They, <laughs> they come in numbers, and uh, I think the SC Bruin haters come in numbers as well. I like it, man. So, so you, you graduate uh, from USC American Studies. You know you don't want to go into the into the library business or become a librarian. What do you exactly. end up doing, man? What, what does Nick find himself do? I was a pizza delivery boy and then ended up getting promoted to bar back at one of the places I was working. That's and awesome. got another job bartending simultaneously. So when I graduated, I just kind of wanted to work and surf for a while. And that's what I did. Worked at two bars, surfed as much as I could. Well, living the dream. Who doesn't want to do that, right? Yeah. I mean, work at the yeah. bar surf that's something that i wouldn't even stop doing so are you are you still doing that then <laughs> or are you now drinking at the bar surfing uh less drinking not working at the bar surfing as much as i can still which isn't isn't as much as i used to but still loving it still getting out there as much as i can and yeah after that because of a couple of things that came up, my wife's from Sweden, as you guys know. I ended up moving with her to Sweden for 15 months. Wow, man, that's cool. Sweden's a beautiful, beautiful country. Yeah, absolutely love it. Had a fantastic time. It was one of the greatest experiences of my life. And wanted to get into real estate when I came back, so I started connecting with people, again, actually over social media, through Facebook primarily. Mm -hmm. Got a couple of books about real estate, started studying up. So when I came back, I could end up getting my license and take off long story short that's how I got here today so where, where did the real estate influence come from I mean why why real estate honestly I'm not hundred percent sure for whatever reason when I was in high school I always had an interest in real estate didn't know anything about the business didn't know anything about sales I thought it was more just matchmaking somebody wants a home you find a home that works and you move on I didn't I wasn't in it for the finances or anything else so I decided you know what I've I've always had this passion. I'm going to get my real estate license. I'm going to give it a shot. 
give it a hundred percent effort and see what happens. That's and awesome, I've, man. I've loved it. That's cool. So do you need? Do you think that you need to be an extrovert to be in real estate? I do not. I um, I'm fairly introverted a lot of the time. Sometimes I'm extroverted. It takes a lot of energy for me to be extroverted. There are ways to get around that. Being more extroverted, I think, will help, but it's by no means a necessity in this industry. I want to go back really quick to, to bartending. Okay. Just for a second. I have a lot of friends that have done bartending, and they say it taught them to kind of come out of their shell, be an, uh, be an extrovert in a way. Like, did, it, did that kind of get you to learn to engage and talk with people? I think it did, absolutely. Especially a lot of people from a lot of backgrounds. And, well, I think you said you worked at a bar, too. I didn't work. I was in food service back okay. in the day in high okay. school. Well, yeah, bartending, we encounter a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds with a lot of varying sobriety levels. Sometimes conversation is <laughs> inevitable. They, yeah. You try to walk away, and they pull you back in. <laughs> you do, like, some part-time counseling as a bartender from what I hear. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, you hear the stories that a lot of people don't hear. Yeah, exactly. And so I did actually... I would say that absolutely did help my communication skills and help me get out of my bubble a bit. I like that. So, you know, being in real estate, uh, you have to have a, a fairly strategic, successful marketing plan or strategy. And, you know, seeing your activity on Instagram, you're always busy uh, prospecting. Share with maybe our listeners some of the ways or effective ways of prospecting if you were to become a rookie real estate agent and it's your first 60, 90 days. First thing you're going to want to do as a brand new agent is do not spend money on paid leads. Just don't do it. Um, when you start actually making some decent money, then start to consider it. The easiest way to start prospecting and getting yourself out there is open houses. Buyers are coming to you. You're not paying for anything. Put some signs up. Even if there's somebody else's signs, somebody else's listing, start calling around, start calling agents, and host as many open houses as you possibly can. Weekdays, weekends. If it's a weekday, Try and do after school, if it's near a school, if it's near a commercial center and there's a major road you could lead some signs up from on a weekday, maybe start the open house at four, go till six, do something like that. Also, I highly recommend getting set up with a team so you can get some, some structure and some organization, some leads and systems coming your way as well. That's good feedback, man, I like it. And then applying social media strategy, what are some of the ways that real estate agents can use social media, maybe the different platforms or strategies that you've done to help increase their, their prospecting efforts or business? Definitely set up as many social media pages as you possibly can. That's what I recommend to everybody. I did that and found very, very quickly that I gravitated towards Instagram. really liked the platform and the medium of it. A lot of my friends are on it, connected with them. And that came more natural to me. So I started focusing on that. A lot of agents focus on Twitter and that works for them and it's great for them. They can stay in touch with their current clients, past clients, friends, and they can get referrals and, um, and leads coming their way from various sources. And so, yeah, like I said, because of that, I gravitated towards Instagram, like the platform and put a lot of work and a lot of time into it. Good job, man. I like it. That's cool, man. I think um, one thing I want to touch on really quick is there's a, there's a lot of people that are listening to this that are working at the 9 to 5, just grinding away, and they hate their job, they don't like what they do. Um, what would you tell the people that are sitting there at a 9 to 5? Find what you want to do. And if you don't know what you want to do, try something. Get out there, start putting the work in, start putting the time in. If you're working a 9 to 5, what are you doing with the other 
you know, remaining hours of the day. Got 24 hours in a day, we need to sleep eight, maybe we've got two hours commute, that's 10 hours, eight, you've still got six hours. Mm -hmm. You can get up at five, you can start working for two hours on something that you wanna build, start researching, start studying, start preparing yourself for something else. Awesome, man, I love that. That's really good. I, I'm just, I'm watching him speak and you can see the passion through uh, a lot of probably the things that he's done and he's currently still doing today. Exactly, it's, and so even, even that's something I'm doing now with my business. I'm trying to learn as many different aspects of the real estate business as possible while maintaining my current business and revenue. So I can figure out if all these other avenues are something I wanna go down that'll work for me or something that won't work for me. However, I'm still going to be knowledgeable for, about them and better service my clients. Mm-hmm. 100%. So I, we had a little conversation before this. I know you obviously went to USC, you're a Trojan. You told me you played water polo over there. Um, first, explain what what was water polo like at USC. It was uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It's it was interesting. I was the smallest guy on the team, and I think I came in as one of the slowest guys on the team as well, which didn't help. <laughs> you know what's cool though? Or, uh, you just, uh, what you just said, you were the smallest guy and the slowest guy, reminds me of Wayne Gretzky, and Wayne Gretzky he was the smallest, slowest guy uh, on the ice. Uh, for the Kings and what he said when they interviewed him was he said I'm never skating to where the puck has been I'm always skating to where the puck is going mm -hmm. as the mm -hmm. slowest and smallest guy in the squad and he's one of the all-time greatest so what you just said Nick resonated real well with uh, remind me of Gretzky yeah thanks that's um I like hearing that <laughs> <laughs> it was a uh, for those of you who don't know what water polo is, it's essentially wrestling with swimming down the pool in eight feet of water continuously. That sounds fun. It's, uh, it's sort of a, it's a very, very strange sport. Obviously, I loved it. Ended up, ended up playing at USC and uh, getting through it there. It's a physical sport too, and, man. I mean, a lot of yeah. people don't know what goes down behind uh, under that water, right? I mean, it's you get away with a lot of, a lot of hitting, elbows, right? Punches, knees, punches, knees, black eyes, kicks, black eyes. Guys in practice would accidental, I mean, even accidental stitches above the eyebrows from catching an elbow. Mm -hmm. um, drowning. Drowning. Yeah, pulling people out, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Trying to see right? I got, I got shoved <laughs> at the bottom of the pool kidding. a lot of times. My, my niece, uh, her, she, she helped her squad become the state champions in high school, and she played varsity as a freshman. She was only a freshman on her squad, and she went four years helping this school become the number one women's water polo team in the state of california and she's a really small but fierce young girl roya habashi and i remember i would speak to her and she said you know she'd say cena they would literally pull you underwater pull your hair um you know try to try to drown you elbow you and i was like blown away because people who watch water polo don't know how physical it is so water polo lined you up to really be competitive then I guess and, and deal with a lot of the challenges that we deal with as an entrepreneur absolutely it's realizing that you know I'm the lowest guy on the totem pole I don't have the talent or the I may not sorry let me rephrase that real quick having the talent but not the skills to execute at that high level is something I was very very familiar with same thing in the surf world growing up as a little kid and there were some kids right next to me who were on the path to pro surfers to becoming professional surfers one of them just made the world tour again Patrick Gadowskis that's cool. wow really excited for him and 
it comes down to how much time, energy, and effort we're willing to put into it. Mm-hmm. Anybody can succeed in anything they want to do, and I'm absolutely convinced of that. If so we, have, if we have, have you ever prospected out in the waves, man, with some of the other surfers? You ever prospect out there and build any clients out in the water? I have not. I definitely know people who have. Um, a couple of them, Gary Ward and Scott Kidd, both some of the top agents down in San Clemente. Great guys as well. And I've actually asked them out in the water surfing, hey, what would you do? What, how would you prospect? And, you know, they'd give me a couple of gold nuggets that I'd put in my back pocket, and they'd go surf, catch another wave, and we'd be out there sharing waves and discussing business at the same time. That's cool, cool dude. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Um, you and me, we're millennials, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I have a lot of friends that are, I guess, scared. I know a lot of people out there are scared being, I guess, younger, going into a business world. You picture a guy in, like, a boxy suit that's kind of an angry boss kind of deal but all right, what would you say to motivate people to kind of step out of their shell and try to go into real estate or insurance or something and kind of run their own business do a lot of research do a lot of work get into it knowing you're gonna work a hundred hours a week for two three four years straight without stopping without breaks without vacations and know for the first year you're probably not gonna be going out because you can't afford to go to the bars when you first start mm-hmm. but to those people if you truly want it keep persisting keep moving forward keep going keep kicking ass and that success will come if if you genuinely want it and genuinely put in the work and the time go start studying go go get out there and start right now there's no point in waiting there isn't it's yeah it's only going to delay success yeah you know you sound very motivating listening to you what drives your motivation what's your why nick um my why is two things. One is my family. Absolutely love my wife. Want to provide for my family as much as I possibly can. Two is I want to give back as much as I possibly can. I've already got a ton of goals and small subsidiary businesses of my real estate business that I want to set up in the future that will really help communities and really help people get back on their feet and be successful. And that's something I really want to do is give back to as many people as I can. That's cool. That's awesome. So what, what would you say when this is all said and done? What do you want your legacy to be? I'm not sure. That's a good question. Um, like I said, I want to positively impact as many people as I possibly can. And let me give you kind of a small example. One thing I do want to do in the future that I'm slowly laying out groundwork for is get a group of guys together, a group of contractors together who can flip homes at a profit or even just break even and teach other people who are struggling these small trades such as cabinetry, masonry, painting, and then give those individuals the skills they need to start their own business for cabinetry or painting or masonry or whatever else it may be. So they can pick up themselves off the streets, pick up pick up where they left off and to give them the skill sets they need to be successful and have that freedom. So what's your, uh, what, what, what would you say your favorite thing about real estate is? Uh, two things. One is when my clients say, Nick, this is it. This is the property I want. <laughs> Give me this house. <laughs> I love it. That's and, awesome. How often do you hear that? <laughs> a little more, more often than my <laughs> second favorite thing, which is actually handing them the keys at the very That's end. Cool. When everything's done, they get this huge smile on their face always get a huge giant hug and they're so thankful for the 
for the service they've been provided. And, you know, they're able to live out their dream in this home. Whether it's a small condo or a multi-million dollar home, it's somewhere they can live and build a family and feel comfortable and safe in for a long period of time, which is, that's something awesome. Yeah. What's, sure. what's been the greatest challenge for you to overcome as a real estate agent? What's the hardest thing in your career? For me personally, it's been lead generation. Lead generation. Lead generation. Like, it, like we kind of discussed earlier, I'm not as much of an extrovert as a lot of people think. And so putting myself out there isn't as easy as it is for some of their agents. It's not easy for a lot of agents. And for most agents, it's really not very easy. And it's one of those things I kind of have to overcome. And I've been realizing that those internal emotions don't really matter. Mm -hmm. I've got to put those aside and execute for my business, for my family, and for my life. That's cool. But what's your greatest fear? My greatest fear is probably not making it. Not making it. Realizing my greatest fear would probably be ending up with no money, broke, 20 years from now, and now I'm in my 50s, and this was not the career path I should have taken. And that's a huge motivator to bust my ass right now. Yeah, man, you're, you're a grinder, uh, Nick. Again, I've, I've seen your stories, and you're pretty open with sharing with other agents what your activities like, and you're always putting together some form of material or energy that's gonna generate more fruits. I commend you on doing that, and that's actually what uh, got me to reach out to you. Um, Thank I, you. I think I connected with you a couple months back last year, uh, and uh, it was maybe uh, on a weekend, Saturday afternoon or so, I, 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 you came across one of my feeds where I saw you on Instagram, and I saw your story, uh, saw the activity behind what you were doing, and I love to connect with other grinders and hard workers out there, so I reached out to you, if you remember that. Oh yeah, and, I remember that. Uh, you, you and I had three or four calls that we had to keep getting interrupted because you were you were speaking to me during an open house and yep. you, you kept having clients come in that respectfully you needed to get off the phone and try to close that deal and then we ended up speaking at like seven eight o'clock at night um, on a Saturday when you were done with your day you were driving home before you got a chance to get home we had a good 20 30 minute conversation and then you came down to the studio and we got a chance to meet and um, you know just watching the progression of your business I asked you that question of what your greatest fear is because it's very evident that you're using that to drive your motivation to building your real estate business. And I think that yeah, you know, South Orange County is a, is a great opportunity. What, what are your thoughts when people talk about real estate and they say that maybe we're, we're at the peak or, or there's gonna be a bust or a bubble? I mean, what's, what's your thoughts as far as home values and where the market is today? First thing I wanna tell everybody is if I knew what was coming up in the market and I could predict the markets, I'd probably be on an island with a bunch of boats and inviting all my friends over for the rest of my life. Nobody can actually predict the markets. And if we look at it historically, from the numbers I've seen, within a 10-year period, there's never been a de decrease in prices, ever, in the history of this country. So whether there's a fluctuation up or down, if you're planning to stay in a property for a long time, it's not that big a deal. And currently we're in a situation where everything's getting multiple offers, everything's being sold over ask price, as long as it's priced correctly. And interest rates are creeping up. So even if there is a drop in the market with interest rates creeping up, our monthly payments are gonna stay about the same. However, what's gonna happen is if there's a slow, 
a, even a moderate decrease in prices and this continued increase of interest rates, you won't be able to afford the same home you could afford now. Well said, man. So the right time to buy is now. Is now. It's now. If you want to time the markets, go ahead, but it's probably not going to work out. A lot of people do that. A lot of people lose a lot of money that way. That's cool. Do you, do you get a lot of clients that, um, that want you to put, put in, I guess, significantly low offers, and, and what do you do? do you I don't take those clients. Okay. I just simply don't do it. I, I'm very open with my clients about the state of the market, how competitive it is right now. Everything's selling, like I've mentioned, at or above asking price. And if they're not willing to do that, I know they're not realistic buyers and they're not going to be competitive. So if they're not real buyers and they're not competitive, I'm not sure why they're talking to me, which does happen sometimes. And I unfortunately have to tell those people, hey, unless, unless you're willing to compete with the market, there's no point in wasting everybody's time. I like that, man. Well, you heard it here right now, All Mindset Studio, the man, Nick Aarons. You can find him out there in the real estate industry, crushing the game, open houses, closing deals. He's got you out there, man. Any words of wisdom you want to share with our listeners out here, Nick? Yeah, actually, it's a, it's a quote from a friend of mine, Tommy. It's, follow your dreams. No matter what that is, follow your dreams, pursue your passion, figure it out and be successful. That's it, man. You heard it right awesome. there. Our boy, Chris Franchina, co-hosting, spending your time today. Thank you, man. Mr. Yeah, Franchina. Sure. Thanks for having and, me. And we got Nick Aarons out there, Real Estate World. Check him out. He's got a pretty big following, shares a lot of valuable information. And your boy, Sina Azari, CEO accredited. Good looking out. Come on.